The man was large, tall, and broad, rough-looking with scars on his face. That alone told Lawson he wasn't Druida city-born. She bounced off him, and her weak knees might have buckled if he hadn't grasped her upper arms. She wouldn't be able to get away from him. His brows came down. Now who are you? She didn't really know, but said, Lawson? Burdock? She didn't think she wanted her birth name, but she wanted you even less. He looked up and down wide, dawn-empty Bounty Boulevard. She sensed he wasn't exactly sure where the Burdock estate was and whether she was near it. One side of his mouth quirked up. Returning from a night out? His fingers gentled on her arms, then dropped. Yes, yes, she babbled, hitching the knot of her bag up her shoulder. Clothes, you know? My timer is broken. She waved her arm that had her perfectly good timer under the warm coat. At that moment, the sun rose bright enough to show the colors he wore. You're a Hawthorne, she blurted. He inclined his torso. Craytag Matry, a guard into Hawthorne's household. He shook his head slowly. But I don't think you should be out here on your own, even as early and deserted as it is. Perhaps I should see you back to your residence. She pinned a bright smile on her face. I, I'm perfectly fine. She waved again, and the sleeve of her cloak slipped down. Black bruises from Yu's fingers showed on her wrist. Craytag looked down at his own fingers and flexed his hands, and Lawson stared at his hands, too. Craytag's fingers could fit on the bruises. He was a bigger man than you, but her ex-husband had large, blunt fingers that didn't go with the rest of his carefully cultivated aristocratic appearance. The heat of humiliation burned her cheeks. Craytag put a meaty hand on her shoulder, again gently, and his squeeze was small and comforting, like he knew his strength and used it carefully. You want to press a case for assault? He asked softly. Report this to the Druid of Guardsmen? I know an honorable one. She shook her head frantically. She had to be going, now, sooner than now, trans now. Voice even quieter, he said, You don't have to be afraid of me. And you don't have to be afraid of whoever did this to you. As you noticed, I'm a Hawthorne guard, and I'm close to my head of household, Great Lord to Hawthorne himself. He who was captain of all the Kelton councils last year and the year before. I can take you to him. You can tell your story, commoner or noble. He'll see that right is done and you're protected. She felt her eyes get wider and wider, and her heart thumped so hard and fast that she thought it might break through her chest. Talk to another first family lord? No, no, no. They all stuck together. No one would listen to her. No one would believe her. She wanted nothing to do with first families, or even nobles, ever, ever again. Wanted nothing to do with men, for that matter. If this Hawthorne guard had been female. But that was just a silly wish. A distracting thought, when she'd better get her fear under control now. She swallowed, dipped a curtsy. No, thank you very much. His eyes narrowed, his tone roughened. I'm going to give you some advice, gentle lady. If the man you were with put those marks on you, he's not a good man. No matter how good a lover he is, he's not a good man. And he won't treat you right. 
probably not any woman right. So you don't go back to him. You leave him. You hear what I say? She nodded violently. They stared at each other. He lifted his hand from her shoulder, raised it. And she flinched again. Everything about him got even slower as he scratched the scar on his cheek. He took a couple of paces back, and the breath she'd been inadvertently holding shuddered out.